If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to episode 49 of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I can't believe we are coming up on 50 episodes since I started this last year. Today's topic is something that I hear you guys dealing with a lot, and I completely understand it. I completely remember it. And this is the obsession that happens after a breakup with, I call them the could-haves and should-haves. One of the hardest things after a breakup is this mental obsession that starts. And I'm sure you guys can all relate to the could-haves and should-haves. It's likely what you're thinking about late at night when you're trying to sleep. It's what's distracting you from work. It is basically your brain trying to trying to fix the breakup in your own mind. So it's it's a very normal thing that that happens and so we're going to dive into that today, why we do it, why it can be really destructive, what the difference is between the could haves should haves and, you know, productively learning lessons after a breakup. So we're going to cover all of that today. And before I jump into the topic, for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, I have started working with this amazing company called Hey Hero, and essentially you can submit a question to me and I will respond via video for only $20. So if you are someone that either is thinking about doing coaching but you're not sure or you just want like a couple specific questions answered, this is an awesome tool to be able to do that. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. You can also find it on my Instagram, but just another way to get questions answered from me, get advice from me. And yes, you will get a video from me that's at least a few minutes long addressing what you are going through. And it's a much better option than just shooting me a DM on Instagram. Okay. So let's jump into the could haves and the should haves. And I touched on this a little bit in the intro, but first I wanted to talk about why we do it. You've heard me say before on these episodes that when a breakup happens, 
our brains, our bodies, we don't like it. It's not something that we want to be going through. And so we, our body goes into this kind of shock and we're trying, we're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to reverse it. We're, we're just, we're doing whatever we can to make sense of the, the traumatic situation that just happened. So I see people fall into one of two camps typically right after they get broken up with. It's either it's all my fault or it's all their fault, meaning you blame the entire breakup on you if only you had done this or that, you know, getting into the could haves and should haves, or it's all their fault, meaning you did nothing to contribute to it. I don't think either of those are ideal. They're both normal, but the healing really takes place when we can lie somewhere in the middle of those two extremes, meaning I never want you to blame the entire thing on yourself, even if you do think it's your fault, which I will get into a little bit later. And I also don't want you to put the entire thing on on the other person, not because I, I don't want you to think they did anything wrong, but mainly because having that deep of a resentment and feeling like that much of a victim is just really not productive towards the healing process. So the goal is to be somewhere in the middle. But in the beginning, especially if you're someone that's doing that, it's all my fault kind of a thinking, that's where the could haves and the should haves step in. This process is probably going to sound really familiar, but you'll probably find yourself replaying and replaying and replaying conversations that you and your ex had, fights that you guys had, just different situations throughout your relationship and really going through and thinking, if only I had zigged instead of zagged, if only I had said this instead of that, why did I, why was I so hard on my ex in this situation? Why did I make such a big deal? I should have just let that go. And then especially when we get into the events that lead to the breakup, we start thinking, if only I hadn't brought this up, if only I hadn't done this, then the breakup wouldn't have happened. That's what the could-haves and the should-haves look like. And and they're really painful. And let me tell you, I know that you can spend hours and hours doing it because I have spent hours and hours doing that and just trying to figure out like the one magic thing that if only I had done this differently, I would not find myself in this situation. And when we do it, it's it's really painful because – we get into this frame of mind of thinking that that was our person, our ex was our person that we were meant to be with. And because of a very trivial mistake or thing that we did, trivial or not, that we ruined something for us. And that's not how we want to think because that's really painful to think that a mistake we made, you know, altered the course of our lives. And throughout this episode, I'm going to explain to you why that's just simply not the case. It's just not the case. Even, again, even if you think the breakup was entirely your fault, it's still not the case. So the goal is not to not have the could-haves and the should-haves because it's just a part of the human experience. In fact, I remember I had to give this speech for something probably five, six years ago, And afterwards, I 
did not think I did very well. I was completely beating myself up thinking about all the things that I should have said or should not have said. And a mentor of mine said, Kendra, no matter what you do, there's always going to be three versions of it. And this, in this particular case, it was about the speech. But she'll say, you're always going to have what you want to say, what you actually said, and what you wished you had said. So that's going to be the case no matter what you're doing, whether that's you're on a date, you're talking to a friend. We're always going to go into the, oh, I should have said this differently. I, I shouldn't have done that. So it's just a part of the human experience. So the goal is not to not have it because that's pretty unrealistic. The goal is to be able to be aware of this kind of thinking and at least deep down have the knowledge that it's not reality and it's not true. And then I also want to give you the tools for you to be able to combat that a little bit better. Okay, so before I jump into how to combat the could-haves and the should-haves, I want to talk about the difference between learning and shaming. And I talked about this on my Instagram last week, but we should all be learning from our relationships. We should all be learning from breakups. Breakups, again, are an incredible opportunity to learn about how we behave in relationships, what we like in relationships, et cetera. But what a lot of people do is they hear that I should be learning, and instead they turn that into shaming, and you do that through the could-haves and the should-haves. So this looks like right after the breakup, I'm so stupid. How could I have done this? How could I have actually thought that my ex meant what they said? How could I think that I was going to marry this person? All of that kind of stuff. That's where we really get into the shaming. However, the learning is really important, but there, there are a few key differences that separates those two things. The first one being pretty much anything that happens right after a breakup is going to be shaming. Because of the shock and the intense emotions, you're really not going to have the clarity to be able to see the relationship for what it was. So you're typically not going to be having any of these aha moments or insights on how you can improve in the future. It's typically all just going to be self-bashing. So that's something to be really aware of. And then a lot of it's going to have to do with the language that you're using in your own head. So you need to ask yourself, is what I'm telling myself right now, is it productive or is it destructive? So let's look at an example of that. So Let's say that I got broken up with, which is true. (laughs) I got broken up with because my ex was unavailable, emotionally unavailable. So if if the conversation in my head is, Kendra, how could you have stayed in this relationship for that long? You knew that he was emotionally unavailable. This is all your fault for staying and getting hurt so much, you should have walked away, or if only you were prettier or smarter, then he would have changed his mind about wanting to be in a relationship with you. Obviously, that's shaming. That's not something that we want to get into. And I can pretty quickly recognize if it's that negative, and I can also tell based on how it's making me feel. When I say that kind of stuff to myself, it makes me feel obviously really sad, less than, not enough brings up all my insecurities, all of that not fun stuff. 
However, if some time has passed and I notice the conversation in my head saying, okay, Kendra, we got really hurt in this last relationship. And it, it appears that the reason is because your ex was emotionally unavailable and you decided to, to stay in that relationship when it wasn't serving you. So in the future, when, when we're dating, it would probably be a good idea for us to get on the same page with whoever we're dating earlier on. And if they're not someone that wants to get married and have kids, it's going to be best to walk away. So that's learning. That is, it's still looking at like the could have, should haves, but it's doing it in a productive way on how I can improve in the future. If all you're doing is focusing on the could have, should haves in the past, you can't, you can't go back and change it. You can't, you know, jump in a time machine and, and go back to that one particular conversation and tell yourself not to say those things. That's just not how it works. So that's why no matter how you look at that, it's not going to be productive. However, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to look at what I could have done differently, but instead of beating myself up, I'm going to figure out how I can improve on that moving forward. And that's how you make improvements in relationships. That is how you have better choices in who you are choosing to date, is how you frame these kinds of conversations that you have with yourself and these kinds of lessons. So that's a really key difference in learning and shaming. But again, if you're someone that just went through a breakup, you don't really need to worry about learning the lessons right away. If anything, just tell yourself that someday this is going to be a blessing in disguise. I don't know the reason why, and I know I will figure it out someday, but don't try to dig too much into the learning and figuring out your patterns right off the bat because you're just not in a place to be able to do that without it making it hurt more. Okay, so the next thing I want to tackle, and this is a question I've been getting a lot lately in my DMs, but what if you feel like the breakup was your fault? Like what if you truly believe that you did something really wrong to cause the breakup? And this can be anything from you cheated on them to, I don't know, you said you were like too, you've, in your mind you feel like you were too insecure and too needy. I've heard that recently. So whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum, if you feel like the breakup was your fault, that's what I just said about the difference between learning and shaming still applies. It still applies. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day -day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's like, it's, I relate it to someone that's, like if I'm trying to start a new habit. Let's say I'm trying to start a new habit. Let's say I'm trying to not be on my phone first thing when I wake up, which is actually something I am working on right now. So if I do that and then one morning uh, I'm doing well and then I one morning I wake up and I do grab my phone first thing and I spend like 30 minutes on it. Me going, Kendra, what the heck are you thinking? Why are you doing this? You're so destructive to yourself. You know how much this hurts you. How could you do such a thing of like no wonder you're running late and anxious all morning because of you spent your first 30 minutes of your day on your phone? That's not going to help me not be on my phone the next day. That's just going to make me feel really shitty the rest of the day. So it's the same thing. If I cheated on an ex, not to say this like takes away the, you know, obviously that's not the right thing to do. It's not how we want to behave in relationships. However, me telling myself that I'm a complete piece of shit because I cheated on an ex, that's not going to make me not do it again. It's just going to make me feel really bad. It's going to lower my self-esteem. It's going to lower my self-worth. All of those things are would lead me to be more inclined to do it in the future. Whereas if I said, okay, Kendra, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of the fact that I was really jealous and controlling in my last relationship. But that's okay. I can't change the past. All I can do is dig into... Let's let's dig into why I was acting like that. Why am I so jealous of my partner? Why did I feel like I needed validation so much that I went and was unfaithful? Why did I do that? And then in a loving way, I can heal myself so I'm not going to do that in the future. So even if you feel like you did something so bad to your ex, it still doesn't mean that you should obsess about the could-haves and the should-haves. I truly believe that everyone deserves grace. And I'm also going to explain to you why, not to say it's okay no matter what happened, but it, it is. It's like it's going to be okay no matter what you think caused the breakup. It's not going to, you know, follow you and curse you for for the rest of your life. So let's move into what are some things you can do when you get stuck in the could-haves and the should-haves. The first thing is going to be doing some like self-soothing and and talking talking to yourself and reassuring yourself. So the first thing is reminding yourself that you did the best you could. Sure. When we look back, like I said, there's three versions of everything. When we look back, there's always going to be things we think we can improve on. Always. But I, my dad has always told me that people are doing the absolute best they can with their current thinking. So no matter what happened, 
you were doing what made the most sense to you at that time. And that's okay. That is okay. You did the very best you could. And that's all we can really ask of ourselves. And, you know, aside from like the really clear cut things we think we did wrong, my guess is that whatever you think you could have done differently was not that big of a deal. And that leads me to my second thing to reassure yourself on. I truly believe that nothing happens by mistake. And this is something that I really learned after getting sober. As someone who was a very active alcoholic for years, I did a lot of things that I was not proud of at all. Things that I carried a lot of shame about, I would go into gnarly shame spirals on how I could have done things differently. But I remember reading that line that nothing happens by mistake. And now looking back, you know, with with some time, I can see that even though I did some really horrible things, like it all led me to exactly where I am now. The relationships I ruined, while I'm not proud of the fact that I ruined relationships and ruined friendships, they made room for the people that I believe are meant to be in my life. Uh, I would not be with my husband at the time, my husband, if I hadn't gone through those things and done some of those things that I was not proud of. So I can tell you that without a doubt, even if you feel like you did the worst possible thing possible, which my guess is that you didn't at all. My guess is whatever you think in your mind that you did to hurt, to cause the breakup or hurt the relationship is nowhere near reality. So, but even if you did, it still was, it's still happening exactly how it's supposed to. So when I'm going through something that I really feel like if I feel like I messed up on something with work or in, you know, a conversation, I just will continue to tell myself like nothing happens by mistake. Nothing happens by mistake. And just remembering that when you get into those could haves and should haves thought spirals. So the next thing, and you guys hear me tell this a lot, is to do a pattern interrupt. I think a lot of the times we'll be able to catch ourselves when we get into that shame spiral, could have, should have kind of thinking that that we're talking about. So whether that's when you catch yourself doing it, you say, okay, okay, I'll say, okay, Kendra, we're not going to go there. We're just not going to go there today. That's not how I want to feel today. That's not how I want to talk to myself today. We're not going to go there. And I'll literally say that to myself internally or out loud, or I can go for a walk or I can, and it doesn't even, like, this isn't even the time that you need to dig in and journal and look at the feelings. It's just a time to, like, get your mind off of it and onto something different for, like, 10 minutes. Go for a walk, call a friend, something along those lines. But do something that will take you out of that thinking so you don't get too far stuck in it because we all know what it's like when we really, really get into it and how dark it can get and how sideways it can get. It's kind of like when you go into like an Instagram black hole and all of a sudden you're looking at a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. 
that's not the kind of thinking that we want to get into when we're obsessing on those could haves and should haves. So the last thing that I'm going to recommend is I want you to talk to yourself as if your friend was describing what you think you did so wrong. So, and I'll tell my coaching clients to to write it like this, but if you were to write out in your mind what your could-haves and should-haves were, if you were to write them out in third person and then read it back, would you really think you were that terrible? No, of course not. And if you were to be the friend to yourself that you were to your friends, my guess is you would be so much nicer, give yourself so much more grace in that. And that's the way that you want to be talking to yourself. So in the beginning, I'd even encourage you to talk to your friends and say, Hey, I know this might sound crazy, but these these are what my thoughts are. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I will text a friend and say, this is what's going on in my brain. I know it sounds off base. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I just needed to like get some reassurance from you on that. So do that. Share, share those thoughts with your friends and allow them to show you that it's nowhere near as bad as you think. And it's probably not something that you should be worried about at all. And then as the more you do that, then you'll start to be able to soothe yourself in that way and reassure yourself in that way. So essentially, the moral of the story is the could-haves and should-haves are so normal, They, but they're also not going to be helpful towards your breakup recovery because they take up so much energy to be spinning in that way, and that's precious energy that needs to be used towards your healing instead. So they're not going to be helpful, and we need to give ourselves a heck of a lot more grace than we are. We need to be really kind and supportive towards ourselves, and that applies all across the spectrum. No matter what happened or what you think happened in your breakup, it's still applies. And if you get stuck in that, just remind yourself that nothing happens by mistake. You did the absolute best you could. You deserve forgiveness. Everyone in the situation deserves forgiveness at some point. Do a pattern interrupt to get to get out of your head and talk to yourself more like you would talk to your friends. That is the episode in a nutshell. So I will see you guys back here next week with another guest interview. And don't forget to check out the link in the show notes to submit a question to me and get a personalized video with a response. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.